today's episode of Jam Session on Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you will pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And one more thing, let me just tell you, we've got merch available. Go to bit.ly.com slash ringer merch where you can find shirts and hoodies. A portion of the proceeds from each purchase will benefit Charity Water, a nonprofit organization that provides clean and safe drinking water to people in developing nations. Again, go now to bit.ly.com slash ringer merch. That's B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash ringer merch. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's a Taylor Swift free week. We're not doing it. We're just not. We're not going there. There's really not a lot to say. No do, change. Do you think everyone just like closed there? Yeah, they're like over over this podcast. Let's move on. But there's still many wonderful things for us to talk about. Wonderful, I mean, like enticing and exciting, not necessarily positive. It's true. It's a, a range of emotions yeah. this week. We've got the Gilmore Girls trailer, yes. which just hit. Breaking um, news, if you will. We have uh, Lindsay Lohan's uh, potential pregnancy. Saga. Yeah, and potential pregnancy. That's tough. That's the low point of the emotions. <laughs> uh, and and we have a Wendy Murdoch profile in Vogue. I know. I love that she's going with Wendy Murdoch. We'll talk about that yeah, later. Okay. But let's, let's do talk about Gilmore Girls Grace. first. Um, just giving your first impression. First of all, you you shared the Italian version of the trailer with <laughs> Listen, me. That's the that's the trailer that came to me. I'm trying to get you the news <laughs> as fast as it happens, Juliet. At Netflix IT, and I shared at Netflix IT with you. Anyway, Netflix um just did their Gomer Girls panel at the TCAs. They did they released a trailer. It's about two minutes. Mm-hmm. We had mixed feelings. Yes. We, it it was ominous. My first reaction, and this is a really weird reaction. Um. I was very weirded out by the HD. Mm. Not in the sense that I think they both look great. It has nothing to do with how anyone looks. But I was just like, Gilmore Girls is not supposed to be in HD. Right. That's a square experience. Yeah. This is not how this looks. And again, you know, I feel like we've talked about this a lot where fan service is like a very common thing these days. But mm-hmm. I have never experienced it before. <laughs> and finally, they're making my shit it's again. coming for you. And I, I guess everyone has dealt with this. But I'm just like, huh, that's that's not how it looked. Yeah, imagine what it's like when you're used to reading Spider-Man and then you see Spider-Man just, like on the screen. Now I understand the fanboy's <laughs> plight. Now Seriously. I relate. Um, I was most upset by the fact that it seemed like Alexis and Lauren had no chemistry anymore. Yeah, that was tough. Like, it, it was sort of like they were at a table read or something. Like, they were at a table, in fact, but they were on camera. Like, it, it just seemed like they, like, didn't know each other anymore. I don't want to be, like, the bro who discusses cinematography at length. But again, I would argue that something about the HD made it feel closer and more intimate. Yeah. And then they aren't, like, delivering Good point. the chemistry and the energy that goes with it. Also, I think I would have gone with the walking scene for the first scene. Like, can't we get them walking through Stars Hollow? Yeah, that's true. I was just also... Their kitchen does not appear to have changed. No decorations in, like, what, 10 years? There was some Christmas stuff behind them. I could see some lights. Yeah, but it's, like, Christmas stuff on the normal yeah. stuff. It's still all the same junk. Right. Like, and if Luke and Lorelai have broken up, which is rumored as possible, like, wouldn't she have gone through some kind of, like, design overhaul? 
purge, yeah. purge yourself of your of your exes. Also, if she and Luke are over for good, then she's not in Stars Hollow anymore because there are too mem- many memories and she can't deal with it. Can there be a, a Gilmore Girls reboot that does not end with like them either like falling back in love, getting remarried, or I mean, we're assuming they broke up, but like. Like, what's the point of Gilmore Girls without Luke and Lorelai together? Like, seriously, I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess there's no point. I have to be honest that I was never as, like, OTP about Luke and Lorelai as everyone else. Because he's so grumpy? They're both so annoying. This is the thing also where, like, so many rewatches, because Gilmore Girls is the show that I'll put on for comfort food in the background just because it's on Netflix. What season do you go for? Uh, it really depends. Sometimes I'm in a Jess mood. Sometimes I'm in a Logan mood. Uh, I am never really here for season one and the Dean stuff. It's pretty boring. Season one I find boring. I do like her first year at Yale. That's probably my first, my favorite season. Yeah, that's because Logan is secretly the best boyfriend. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. He's not until season second season of Yale, though. Doesn't he show up at the... Oh, that's right. Because she's because dating Dean. first season and the first her first year ends with... Sleeping with Dean. Right. And then she goes to Italy. And Luke and Laura like, yes. Okay. Fair enough. It's a great season. I love it. Also, she cuts her hair for the first time. I also just, I like the flustered girls and they're both flustered in in season three or season, sorry, season four. That's the, that's the one I'm talking about. Is that also the season where Lorelai is dating uh, Chris Eigenman? Yeah. I was recently watching that season, actually. I'm in the middle right now. Anyway. That's Jason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Digger. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I watch it so many times that. And I do find that every single time I watch it, Lorelai becomes a little more annoying and Luke becomes a little grumpier. And Mm -hmm. I just become convinced of the like, oh, you are just hateful people. Please stop talking. I've also the other thing that I've noticed, side note, is now that I live in Los Angeles, I'm like very aware of how they frame the shots to cut out like the Burbank, you know, in the background. I'm just like, oh, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm also aware that Luke and Lorelai kind of hate each other. So IRL, you mean? IRL, but also on the show, it's oh. just kind of like... I actually don't know if they hate each other, IRL. I, thought I would believe it, but sure. it's just, they seem... I, another, like, rewatch realization I've had is that as we we're, like, we're both in our 30s, it's really weird to think about Lorelai, like, being close to our age and having a teenage daughter. Yeah, that's very true. And it's really weird to, like, think about how she was dressing, which I actually think was very realistic. Like, if you had a daughter very young and, like, didn't really get to, like, experience fashion until you're th- in your 30s, you would probably wear stuff you wish you had worn when you were 20 or whatever and look bad, which I think is, like, a funny way to interpret her first day at Chilton outfit when she's wearing the jean shorts and like just like a total mess um but it's just it's weird to like to have been close to rory's age when we were watching and now watching now and being close to lorelei's age like that's such like a weird reversal yes that's totally true i have two responses that i'd like to make to please do the first response is to the clothes which is just like wow what a terrible dresser lorelei was awful and i don't even all her shirts were too short and just like weird bad patterns and she you know, they go on at length about how she's such like a great snazzy dresser and like, what's the Lorelai style this season, et cetera. And it's the Lorelai style is a nightmare every season. That's the answer. It's so bad. And it's not even like, oh, weren't the 2000s weird and we made mistakes about fashion bad. It's just objectively bad. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that I want to say is that I do relate to watching the show now and having that weird moment of being like, oh, so now I'm a contemporary of Lorelai and Rory. Um, and I guess that's probably why I'm harder on her, though. On Rory or Lorelai? 
on Lorelai. Yeah. I think I was always a little hard on Me too. Rory. The WB had terrible female heroines. They're all awful. The tricky thing, though, is that you and I are basically the same real life age as Rory. Yeah. Like, within a year or two, we both graduated from high school at the same time. Yeah. So it's, Lorelai is still too old and for me. Sure. Like, she's not old, but I still look at her and I'm like, that's not my. Sure. That's not my person. Rory's my person. Oh, yeah. I uh, remember watching the series finale in my junior year apartment and just, like, weeping because I didn't want college to end, like, ever for me. <laughs> and I was just, like, so upset to be going through it with Rory, but I was so proud of her for not going with Logan. It was, like, a very, very emotional experience. Um, one of my main problems with Alexis Bledel, and this is kind of weird considering how much I love Gilmore Girls, is that... I just can't see her outside of her Mad Men role anymore. Like, for some reason, oh, that really haunts me. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because she's married to Vincent Carthizer. So it's like that lingers on more for me. And that was like a very that I actually really liked that arc on Mad Men when she basically played like a Bell Jar character who then got a right. little shock treatment, just like in the Bell Jar. And that like really obscures Rory for me. I don't, I, maybe also because she was better playing Beth on Mad Men than she was playing Rory in seven years. Mm, disagree. You think she was pretty bad on Mad Men? I think she was really bad on Mad Men. I think also most people were bad on Mad Men. I'm really... Anti. I'm out. I'm not anti, but I'm like, everyone needs to calm down. I think I had a hard time divorcing her from Rory hmm. in Mad Men. She was just also too blank in sure. Mad Men. I mean, she's not a good actress. No, it, there's that. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it's going to become tougher as we watch her yeah. try to be a grown-up. Yeah, I but... I think with Rory, at least, you have the association of when she was a teenager and just, like, cute and didn't know yeah. what's going on Style and that's supposed to be the character. And she was pretty good at that. Yeah. And so I'm willing to forgive her more. It's also going to be... Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Mrs. Adelshoe's really going to miss Edward Gilmore. That's going to be sad. That's really sad. I love Kelly Bishop so much, though. I'm really excited for some El- Emily Gilmore action. I think that'll be great. I was just reading some reports from the TCA panel. Oh. Um, apparently... We will get an answer on who Rory ends up with. Oh, interesting. Which I'm pleased about. But um, not all questions have been answered. I was doing air quotes there uh, about (laughs) just since you can't see me. Um, That's about Lorelai's. Huh. So what do you think that means? Not all answers. Not all questions will be answered about Lorelai. I don't know what that means. That's strange. It probably means they're going to do more on again, off again, Luke bullshit to try to extend the series as long as possible. It's fine. Is Christopher on this show? I actually don't I always liked know. Christopher. I think he is. I mean, he sort of has to be, right? Because he's Rory's dad. Yeah. I always liked Christopher. Great character. Great character. Never should have been married. No. That was a bad choice. That was the worst thing that happened about Amy Sherman Palladino leaving for season seven. Yeah. Because I actually didn't think that season was that bad, except for that storyline. They had that one episode where Christopher and Lorelai go to Paris and they never go outside. Like, because they're like oh, jet right. lagged the whole yeah. time. That was just like really silly. That didn't really work out well. Maybe a funny idea. I also assume that was just because they couldn't shoot on yeah, location. Totally. So. Yeah, they're just like, well, they'll just be jet lagged the whole time. Because, like, that just doesn't really make sense, but whatever. It, it is also a major plot point in Francis Ha, though. So. Yeah. Which, but that is really well done and really funny. And it's like spot on for Francis. What time did Puss in Boots start? It's still yeah. one of the greatest all time movie lines. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. I mean, so uh, Gilmore Girls comes out the day after Thanksgiving. I'll definitely watch it that day. I'm very excited about that. Only one episode, though, right? Four. Oh, all four. Yeah. I th- that's my understanding is that it's all. F- I just saw the Amy quote saying four. that she would hang herself in her bathroom if they all came at once. So I assumed. That maybe she won that battle, but I, I, you're probably right. Like, wow, that's like Netflix's whole thing. 
I'm actually very confused about why Difficult People is coming once a week on Hulu. That's a great question. Did, like, someone contractually demand that? Is it a test case? Like, I, I don't really get it. I mean, I wonder if it has something to – I don't know the answers, but I wonder if it has to do with the fact that Hulu does host a lot of network mm. kind of yes. footage, so they're used to doing it on a weekly basis. Right. That makes sense. It is a great source for catching up on Grey's Anatomy if you're ever behind which I know you would never be, Amanda. I'm <laughs> you would never lose track. I am like uh, literally about six to seven years behind, but spiritually, I'm always with Grey's Anatomy. So I'm always great. up to date. <laughs> How about that? It's so good. It's really weird that Grey's Anatomy and Gilmore Girls were on at the same time, once upon a time. And Grey's is still going still strong. Still kicking. Yeah. Still, still going strong. I'm looking forward to coming back, in fact. So am I. <laughs> sure. Spiritually. Spiritually. I support, I su- like, I like living in a world where Grey's is on TV. Yeah. How about that? Me too. I, I actually really do too. I was just reading an article um, about Ellen Pompeo. So, oh, like, right. She chose, she said, she told People Magazine, which I then read about on the cut, where mm-hmm. she said, my, thanks to my mom for sending it to me, that she chose <laughs> to stay with Grey's Anatomy because um, of her age. Like, she just thought she wouldn't get as good of a job and she'd be written off because she's in her 40s. And I realized that, like, Grey's Anatomy is a workplace drama where I feel like the people who are on the show very openly treat it as, like, just the job. Like, being on Grey's Anatomy is, like, not some, like, emotional, all-encompassing experience. Like, it's a a great, steady job. And I kind of, like, very much appreciate that. I feel like television actors should talk about television more like that. I would just say go beyond television. Like, I admire that for all walks of life. Like, would that we all could just have, like, a nice rewarding job that is comfortable and then we go home and have our other lives yeah i really i like yeah. it was kind of like refreshing yeah and i appreciate it's like a real like woman at work story i really appreciated it i don't know i just i just like yeah it. that seems great i support them <laughs> um i have one other lauren graham thought and then we can move on great this is related to my alexis put out problem i loved parenthood so much that mm. that sarah from parenthood is seeping into Lorelai for me because their hair is very similar. So you were able to move on from... From Gilmore Girls. For both characters. Yes, it was. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of surprising. That's some advanced TV psychology. I have heard that Parenthood is that powerful. I tried to watch Parenthood. I don't think Um, you would like it. Wow. Why? Because I don't have feelings? It's just like so sentimental. I will say... I like that, but I I don't... I like sentimental. You don't think I do? Like every week? Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, yeah i mean i like gilmore girls definitely watch it but it's like a different it's different than gilmore girls sentimental it's like weeping it's like ugly weeping in the corner sentimental i listen i i contain multitudes my issue was that i tried to start parenthood during Mm -hmm. like a very emotional period of my own life (laughs) and i was just like this is too much i vividly remember it was when i lived in brooklyn heights and i was sitting in my little studio trying to watch parenthood and just like sobbing yeah. and I was like no I, I don't have room for this I like really miss parenthood I'm really excited for that show uh, on NBC that is like that has like the this is us or whatever oh yeah that looks like parenthood replacement <laughs> I just want more television shows that feel like a warm blanket over me when I but watch them here's my follow-up question about this okay. because if it's a warm comforting blanket that also makes you weep yeah in like a safe space, in like a warm Which space. Which I have noticed is sort of like your number one <laughs> pop cultural enthusiasm. I'm thinking also of me before you. Yeah, I love but that. But in book. general, what you want is like a comforting experience and then to cry a lot. Yeah. Like I just want to like create a space where I know I'm gonna cry okay. and like do it and then and then move out of that space. Is and that come like back a catharsis thing? It's I guess just like so. this is where I'm safe to cry. No, that's interesting. Yeah. See, the, I just want something where I do not have to pay any attention at all. Mm. And it's like people 
like have good banter and go on nice vacations and it's Mm. like oh i'm also bantering and going on nice nice vacations vacations. (laughs) uh so i'm looking for more of like a purely escapist like fun experience as opposed to an emotional crying experience for my pop culture sure yeah no i just love a good tearjerker television show okay I can't wait for this is us this fall. I'm going to be the only one watching. It's probably going to be canceled and I'll be pissed. How many episodes does a show have to like survive through before you invest Um, to protect against that devastation? I'd like to get in from episode one. Wow. I I, I don't, I don't need to guard against cancellation. I just like, I'm going to be all in. So like, for example, I can still be bemoaning the cancellation of Lone Star many years later. (laughs) Okay. I really wanted that show to stay on the air. I mean, it's tough. Okay, let's move on. But first, Amanda, do you want to tell us about me undies? Oh, I'd love to. Oh, great. Juliet. Yes. Whether you're wearing a suit or sweats or a lovely dress as, as you're I wearing today, today, or a jumpsuit maybe because it's summer, uh, you spend almost 24 hours a day in your underwear. But instead of making a statement like Superman's tights under his everyday clothes, your underwear is probably boring. Me Undies is here to change that. Every pair of Me Undies is made from sustainably sourced modal, a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Nothing can describe the fit and feel of Me Undies, but once you try them on, you'll understand why they're called the world's most comfortable underwear. And if you don't love your first pair of Me Undies, they're free, no questions asked. Me Undies has dozens of styles and limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your underwear, whether anyone can see them or not. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. Whoa. It's like days of the week underwear, but, you know, every week. Um, (laughs) Get the subscription or a single pair. Uh, Get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash jam. That's MeUndies.com slash J-A-M for 20% off your first order. And just to be clear, J-A-M is for Juliet and Amanda. That's true. Just want everyone to know. Jam session. Jam session. Go to MeUndies. <laughs> okay. Back to our podcast. I'm looking forward to Gilmore Girls. I just talked myself into it in that conversation. I think I am too. I'm also just kind of like, it's going to be enjoyable. Somet- yeah. Sometimes all I ask is that we have a nice time watching TV. It's like, yeah, our friends coming back together. Or a movie. That's it. Like, I had a nice time and then I moved on with my life. <laughs> I had a nice time, and then I, and then I moved on. That's a great slogan. Yeah, okay. That'd be a nice name for a memoir, too. Um, someone who's not having a nice time right now, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, this is tough. This is bad. So well, Lindsay Lohan is like the same, also like our age. This, like she's actually exactly my age. The, yeah, the I mean, trio. and we have grown up with her. Yeah, because did you like the, her Parent Trap? I loved her Parent Trap. It's I so saw great. it in theaters. I tried to like. I somehow identified like the sad half wisp of bangs that she wears at Parent Trap is like a hairstyle that I at 12 also needed to try. Yeah. And like took a picture of honestly just like three pieces of hair brushed on the side of her forehead and was like, <laughs> please give me this haircut. So yeah, I identified with the Parent Trap. I really liked its depiction of camp. Not like the, not necessarily all of it. Like, two girls would ever be sequestered to one bunk together but like that was a very- giant lovely yeah. rustic bunk <laughs> but that is like what like my camp looked like it was like very similar and like you know i, re- I really understood it weird that janice from friends is in that movie as the camp director oh correct so strange yeah that's a very weird one but whatever anyway i like really into that movie also very vividly recall seeing um mean girls in my senior year of high school when i was going to northwestern and northwestern like plays a role at the end of that movie and oh, right. or actually in the whole movie because her parents are professors there and i remember i was like in a crowded sold out theater on a friday night 
wearing like some really lame like corona trucker hat that i just purchased on spring break (laughs) and like yelling like go northwestern in the theater it was like a really poignant pre-college i'm a horrible teenager moment but like i just wanted to say Lindsay lohan's been with us for a long time and now she's really in decline like actually she's not in decline she has declined i mean it's been a long road oh my god did you watch her oprah show no it was very very upsetting like it was searing like she just she can't follow through on anything like she can't like she can't have any commitments professional or apparently personal i mean it's been upsetting for 10 years it's essentially it's a slightly lower intensity version of the britney spears saga because she was never quite like the legal issues didn't become quite as fraught and you didn't have like the iconic umbrella photo that you had with Britney of just like things are very wrong here but it was very clear that things are very wrong here and she got some help and there have been some good periods and some bad periods she's a good actress yeah but like she has not like had it been like together enough to act successfully right time um there's that really long article about the canyons that was in the new york the filming of oh, the canyons yes. that, that was, was in the new york times magazine a few years ago the, or- the orlando hotel figures prominently right. in that article <laughs> which here in los angeles yeah just kind of lays out some of the issues at hand in her professional life yeah um that was a great article it was very good so you know basically it she had been <laughs> relatively quiet until I guess we should talk about the Brexit first if we really want to go like big picture. Yes. Twenty sixteen with Lindsay Lohan. During the Brexit voting she, or leading up to it as well. She was tweeting The day the night of, the yes. day of, et cetera. As the results were coming in, like uh Lindsay Lohan uh, got very involved with Brexit Twitter and was spouting a lot of facts and using a lot of hashtags and it was like it was really entertaining in the sense that she was honestly like rattling off weird european like economic figures and i was like Lindsay Lohan, how the fuck do you know that how did she know that did she have like an assistant feed her facts i think so or she just kind of went on some you know i don't know if the facts were true because i don't know anything about european economics so i think that she was honestly maybe just pulling facts from random things she was reading. She was also like simultaneously tweeting to the independent and the guardian and the various British newspapers. It was hugely entertaining because it was so random. And you were like, why are you doing this Lindsay Lohan? But if you thought about it for three seconds, you were just like, okay, well, something's off here. She did tweet a mean girls quote in response to the, in response to <laughs> she tweeted for the love of hashtag her majesty, the queen dot, dot the hashtag leave hashtag. You can't sit with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, I believe it, Lindsay wrote that herself. I totally <laughs> believe that she wrote those these tweets herself. I just want to be very clear. Like it was definitely Lindsay Lohan, like locked in on Twitter at like two a.m. UK time. She also accidentally tweeted hashtag one loan. I think she meant one love. Yeah. <laughs> it's, she's she's troubled. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was like it was really. The thing was is that in practice, in a bubble, it was hilarious, yeah. but it was not funny. Yeah, she also and, did hashtag working class people. Right. Do you think she okay. knows what that means? No, I think she has no idea. I mean, it's right. really, this is dark. We're laughing because it's so dark. Right. Uh, it, so that was, it was a thing. It was also, it got a lot of attention. I think she like even had to respond to the yeah. attention and sort of defended it. And then you were like, okay, well, that's, we hadn't heard from her in a while. It seems like she's taken an interest in current affairs. Yeah. Okay. Got some free time. She's got reading some free up. Time. Um, and then on Saturday night, the wheels really came off again. Yes. Uh, so she started tweeting about how her um, now ex-Russian boyfriend, 
who is named Igor Tarabasov, was out partying with an alleged prostitute. Info via page six, my, one of my go-to sources. Right. Were you looking at the Instagrams in real time? No, I wasn't. I was. Oh, my goodness. Um, Tell me about that. <laughs> I don't know what this says about my life. <laughs> but I was made aware, and I did kind of see them in real time. They were – it was clear that she was alleging that he was a cheating asshole, but other than that, they were fairly incomprehensible. Um, yeah, they really were. I was like, I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah, and she's deleted most of them. She left one up of – it's a picture of him – with his face scribbled out. Um, That's one of my favorites. It's like very poorly scribbled as well. Yeah. So it's not really like much of an indictment of him. It's re- it's just the whole thing is really weird. Yeah. So, you know, by Monday, she was had deleted things. It was asking for privacy. She's in Sardinia on a boat with friends. So I, the pictures look great. Sounds great. Meanwhile, her jackass dirtbag father is yeah. literally like calling TMZ to announce... Uh, that she's claiming she's pregnant, yeah. which and he is, says he found out uh, via text, much like Hillary Clinton's vice president. <laughs> Everyone's doing text messages these days. Let's unpack the layers. I mean, she's our age. She's a grown woman. Yeah. She can. Do, she'll be fine. She can do what she wants. Um, it's unfortunate that like the breakup and the you know. It's just a really crazy. It's an emotionally troubled, like turbulent time for yeah. her. It's also been over ten years of her parents like very clearly using her for their own right. attention i mean that's the real thing that's her, the worst part her dad is just the worst yeah and they, they're both terrible dina and michael lohan yeah that's true and it's it just so open it's like we've had this version of this story so many times in, the, in the 10 plus years it's pretty sad i mean of course Lindsay lohan's messed up because this is the kind of shit that happens to her right and her parents were taking advantage of her and literally calling the tabloids to confirm stories about her yeah. that's unacceptable i know it's re- it is really bad and like, what is she like? What is she supposed to do? I mean, like, like when, I mean, I guess go on a boat in Italy. Which I hope she has good friends. They seem they look nice on the photos. It seems like they're having a nice time on the boat. Which <laughs> you know, I hope she has good friends too. It's sad. Yeah. Also, it's interesting that she's kind of decamped to London. I feel like that's been her home base for a while. Oh, I assumed that was because of the fiance. Yeah, and she also was in like some plays there. Like maybe she can just get more work there. Certainly not cheaper, although it might be now. <laughs> after the brexit vote okay. <laughs> i mean i don't know like she is she and misha barton are very similar are in like the same camp to me now although yeah. Lindsay lohan had so much more promise than, right. than misha ever did it's really yeah that's really true it's really it's really a bummer she could have been a great actress i think maybe she could she's what 30 yeah you never know also rumors is a great jam Rumors is actually an incredible song. It really is. It's a great song. I vividly song. remember yeah. just that. It was like the winter of 2005. Like yeah. That was a very important song yeah. in my life. That was, her, that was like at the beginning of her decline, but it was still like very exciting. Because like she must look at people like Demi Lovato and like Selena Gomez and just be like, fuck them. Like they've like, right. she, she like, it was sort of like Lindsay Lohan had to fade away so that they could live. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of sad for Lindsay. But The Parent Trap is still a great watch on syndication. Parent Trap is still a great movie. I mean, maybe, you know, they're third and fourth and fifth acts. Did you see the um, movie version of A Prairie Home Companion? I assume you did. That she's in? Is that the one with Meryl or that's... Yeah. Well, there's also Georgia Rule. Are yeah. You Georgia Rule or Prairie... Because Prairie Home Companion is really weird. It's like... It's... I definitely saw Prairie Home Companion because... It's Robert Altman, I think. Yeah. But I'm just trying to remember whether I saw both. Um... I did not see Georgia Rule. But I already have seen like pieces on cable. But a Prairie Home Companion is like, I feel like that was like the last, 
like, like she could have like pulled things together like being in a robert altman movie could like restart your career or something or like right. point, point you in like an indie direction that's healthy but it right. just didn't work out like in a different life Lindsay lohan could have had the career of like emma stone or she could have been like just more i don't know more beloved choosier so mm-hmm. sad yeah like only one redhead redhead at a time i guess that's that's depressing that she never sad. should have gotten rid of the red hair too when she went blonde i was like oh no disaster she had beautiful red hair yeah, I had a little bit of blonde Lindsay was fun for a minute until it went dark. <laughs> That's how bad. ironic that she yeah. had blonde hair and she went dark. It's really tough. Let's move on. Lindsay, we wish you the best. We really do. Yeah. I'm holding out. I, that's great. I, you I never hope, know. I believe it works out for her. I believe in in comebacks. Yeah, sure. If we don't believe in comebacks, what can we believe in? Yeah, so true. Um, Speaking of a comeback, Wendy Murdoch, she's you'd think that divorce from Rupert when he's remarried to Jerry Hall would hold her down. But no. There's a Vogue profile of Wendy Murdoch this month. And my main takeaway was that Wendy Murdoch seems really busy. Like, (laughs) really, really busy. She does have a lot going on. And she knows every person of, like, of any relevance at the moment. Like, it's an astounding. Across industries. It's an astounding name dropping document. It really is. Okay. I want to talk about, I want to talk to you as an editor about this piece. By, oh, great. By Rob Haskell. Of sure. Vogue. This, this piece really blew me away. It sort of seemed like she was, she was right. This, the, it makes Wendy Dang's, Wendy, excuse me, Wendy Murdoch's narrative so simple. Okay. And like, so um, like Vanity Fair, Becky Thacker, Beck. Becky Thatcher to me like sort of like scrappy woman like ri- like rising up or whatever and like I just felt like it was too simple like and and like I don't know like well the tricky thing about it is that <laughs> it does skip the whole middle 15 years of her life when she was married yeah. to Rupert Murdoch uh and clearly that had some role in her current position as a connector of influential people right and it just Totally skips over it, which it's a Vogue profile and Vogue profiles are puff pieces. Right. Almost exclusively. Um, I shouldn't speak categorically, but usually they are. The purpose of them is to make the person in question look great. And there is a whole section of I was actually surprised that the Vogue profile even addressed all of the rumors about Putin and Tony Blair and et cetera. So there is a section about about Murdoch and about the divorce, but it's written like it's essentially written by her PR person or written by someone who is used to writing like treaties between nations. And it's like, <laughs> Wendy and Rupert have made a joint decision to not discuss their divorce in public uh, because of the children. And then she gives a couple, like I actually thought pretty well-pitched quotes about her children. Yeah. She even talks about Jerry Hall and is like, I've only met her once briefly. My children like her. Yeah. I say to be nice to her. I, I liked like one of the only people who commented for this article. Were, <laughs> By the way, just side, let's do a whole podcast on Vogue commenters sometime. But anyway. Well, it's really notable that, that the person who's got kind of like her character reference here right. is Ariana Huffington. Oh, yeah. Media mogul, politically opposed to Rupert Murdoch, has her own empire that is like completely opposed to the Fox empire. Like, right. It sort of like benefits her to like speak up for Wendy here. Yes. It's like pretty comical. But the way that she, in the way that she knows Ariana Huffington is they were introduced, I think through like their mutual trainer, I believe is what it said. Yoga instructor. They shared Something a yoga like instructor in Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Which is incredible. And that comes in a, in a paragraph that also mentions her other, uh, 
her other like friends, like professionals. All friends colleagues. at a dinner par- dinner party that is organized right. for the express purpose of showing the Vogue reporter how impressive she is. Let me let me just do a quick reading of who's at this dinner. Yeah. Dave Clark of Uber. Right. Josh Kushner, who's dating Carly Kloss and his brother of Jared, son-in-law of Donald Trump. Yes. Carter Cleveland of the online art platform Artsy, which I never heard of. Alan Tish of the Tishes. Right. Ryan S- <laughs> Williams of, Co- of the investment firm Cadre. Um, Bennett Miller, director of the movie Moneyball, which really upset me because I thought I respected and liked Bennett Miller. <laughs> Amy Chua, the tiger mom. Ariana Huffington. Charlie Rose. Mark Rajeski, the chairman of Lionsgate. Who lives downstairs. Who lives downstairs. <laughs> and of course, uh, Wendy herself. Yeah. It's, That's ridiculous. It's insane. Carly Kloss, was she, was she, oh no. Sorry, no, only Carly's Josh not there, there. Yeah. I think I've heard that it's hard to get them as a, as a double. Interesting. Why is that? I think it's just that Carly is trying to be her own person. Like huh. they didn't even acknowledge their relationship until I think last year and they've been dating for three to four years. Interesting. I am like very concerned about kind of Carly Kloss and Jared Kushner's relate not Jared Kushner, Josh, Josh Kushner's relationship in general, just given all of the Trump stuff and the Trump association. I think it must be particularly fraught, but I don't know. I do root for Carly Kloss. I don't know why, but she seems lovely. She's committed to education. She goes to NYU. That's true. I don't know. She also seems to be friends with literally everyone. Yeah. Not a particularly discerning, you know, yeah. she, I think she just All says right. yes. But she's a great model. I like her. I wish her well. She's very tall. Anyway, back to Wendy Murdoch. So, yeah, she just like, it seems like she was like a collector of like anything that she thinks might have importance. Well, of so people, art, etc. Here's, I would love to read a sentence oh, from the first do. two um paragraphs which is like okay here we go great um murdoch as everyone who knows her will tell you thrills to a great many things art technology fashion film investing the current that runs through them all it would seem is the yearning to forge connections among the people in her vast orbit if Murdoch is not one of New York's leading salonistas, it's only because her aims extend well beyond the transient trifle of good conversation. Okay, so honestly, the whole thrust of this profile, and while she's in vogue, is like, Wendy Dang is good at networking, <laughs> which like makes me, sorry, Wendy Murdoch, I'm, I, you know. Uh, is good at networking. That makes me want to die because there's nothing <laughs> worse than networking, by the way. Like, I I kept reading through this and it was really a paragraph to paragraph. Wow, it seems like she has a great life and look at all these fancy people. And then the next paragraph, oh my God, and all she does is like take meetings and talk to people I want to die. Um, it seems like the best and the worst alternately. But her whole, you know, they kind of position her as like a Silicon Valley, like angel bringing a lot of investors yeah. together and all sorts of things. But literally in every case, all she's doing is just being like you and you meet. Yeah. She's connecting Americans and Chinese people basically. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Although I guess that's, that, I mean, I think that has its value. Um, it sure. is not how I would want to spend my days. No, I think that like at a certain level though, it's like you get a cut of every connection you make, right? Yeah, I guess so. So she's bringing in the bank. I, I mean, this article was just perplexing. It just made her seem like a like a maniacal networker. Like that she just like I think maybe she is. Yeah. Maybe it's like the most honest article about rich people that has ever been written. That's true. Like maybe this is just I think this is just what they do. Well, that kind of gets back to like to what I was thinking at the beginning, which is is this like a flattering portrait? Like is this so 
is this flattering of, of Wendy Dang? And like, does this guy who write like wrote this, like it's almost like, did he have great disdain for the puff piece that he just was trying to like put it, like usher it through while also getting in his like subtle digs or something. I think that maybe the things you and I are reading as digs are just what just rich what people is. and Vogue people are just like, yes, this is how we live our lives. It's so, which is a different, I mean, you know, that's the, the conflict of reading Vogue in general. Sure. It, <laughs> Stuff what happens. Every month. <laughs> Pick cover to cover, as certain people do. Um, and also, it was like a real, like, um, one percenter tale of, like, of, like, infiltrating the one percent, basically. Yes. Of, like, and it's kind of like, wow, Wendy, that's impressive. Yeah, I thought that that part was inspired. You know, sure. really impressive. It did skip over the middle part. Yeah. Um, I mean, any story that doesn't include her antics in Parliament when Rupert Murdoch was on trial is just, like, incomplete. That's so, true. <laughs> that's a big part of her public persona. It's true. So. And I would add, the the hardest thing about this article for me, no, the people were the hardest thing about this article for me. Networking is number one trouble. Sure. But number two is that the article goes out of its way to denounce or ignore, like, the myths that have made Wendy Murdoch the important right. person that she is to me today. Right. They probably were like, you can't write about that. Only write about the fact that she's right. an MBA. Right. And then they obviously have to deny the Vanity Fair article about Tony Blair. Yeah. And she even goes on record and is like, I know them, but nothing has ever happened. Like people, They remain can- dear friends. Right. I don't pay attention to people, which what people say, which, you know, good for her for commenting. And then she says that she's never met Putin. They don't believe it. I actually, that's the, I, I think that I believe the Tony Blair rumors. I think she could probably have never met Putin. I guess that's fair. That rumor was just like, like wild. An Us Weekly report that you and I just seized and like held and (laughs) and celebrated, (laughs) but I don't know that we ever had the evidence to really confirm it. Yeah, we didn't, unfortunately. So that one, so that's disappointing because I'm fine with her being like the, you know, rich people yenta if she also is just out here making like incredible romantic choices and dating (laughs) world leaders i don't understand why those have to be mutually exclusive they can all be under one umbrella that is the wonderful and powerful wendy murdoch she i mean all murdoch news is is like fun for me so like regardless of what they've omitted here i'm just so happy to have this article in my life thank you vogue i can i also just say i want to read the last sentence please do so it's after she denies the Putin thing. As it happens, Murdoch is single and happy to be fixed up. The gossip columns aren't always wrong. It turns out that the handsome and much younger British violinist photographed next to her at a fashion show was indeed a date. And then this is this quote from Wendy. Why not? She asks. Am I supposed to be shy? Honestly? Love it. I do respect her. I do too. I don't know how I feel about respecting her, but I respect her. What is, I don't know. It's complicated. It's like blind, it's just like, it's blind ambition, you know? Yeah. I like it. Kind of. Mostly. I mean, it's certainly entertaining. I like her way more as a single woman than as Rupert Murdoch's wife. Let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. How do you feel about Jerry Hall as a single woman as opposed to, I feel like. I prefer everyone as not Rupert Murdoch's wife. I don't know though, because Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall is such an incredible power couple. I don't know. I feel like that's the only case where it's like, wow, this just got even wilder. It's so, it really is like surreal. Like it's hard to believe it's real. I know it's incredible though. Rupert Murdoch has given me so much 
and also cause so much <laughs> I was gonna say negativity in this world <laughs> what a way to end this podcast more importantly thank you to Vogue for this article yes thank you Vogue and thank you to Gilmore Girls for giving us morsels to dissect and thank you for listening thanks all around and don't forget to check out theringer.com <laughs>